Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable home design and our never-ending search for the perfect rug. So whether you're doing laundry or the dishes, join us in a conversation about making our home a beautiful dwelling place. In this episode, we're sharing five ways to spruce up your home for spring and summer. If you need ideas for transforming your porch, deck, or backyard into your own summer oasis, keep listening. We're debating about what color a listener should choose for her island stools, and Brie is sharing something she's loving lately. Okay, so my low is my hydrangeas. It's kind of a double low, actually, because last year we got some free hydrangea plants from one of Brian's co-workers who just had lots of extra ones because hers had just grown like crazy. One died immediately if it wasn't already dead when I put it in the ground. It literally did nothing. Mm. And then the other one, I think deer are not supposed to eat hydrangea, but it's vanished into thin air, so I don't think it's there anymore. It was really tiny to begin with, too, and so How did they give them to you? They were just like little root balls with a few sticks sticking up. Okay. What a few month? stems. It would have been like late summer, probably. It might have been too late to plant them. Did you mm. did you plant them late summer? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I did. Hmm. So maybe that was part, part they of the have problem. Time I didn't to even root. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I don't know though, because we planted hydrangeas and it was July when we had planted hydrangeas. That's probably about when we did ours. However, they were already flowering hydrangeas. So maybe that's a difference. Yeah. Which leads me to my second part of this low equation. When I was at Walmart recently, they had this end cap full of beautiful hydrangeas in light pink and light blue. Super pretty. And they're in these little pots. And they said on the tag, like, you can keep them in their pots, you can keep them indoors, you can keep them outdoors. So I was like, that's perfect. I'll use them to decorate the porch for now, and then eventually I'll plant them in the front yard. So I bought them. They're gorgeous pastel pink. I got them right before Brian came home from a work trip so that, like, the front porch would, like, the steps would look prettier than they do because... They're desperately in need of some help. So I put those out and then promptly forgot about them and it froze (laughs) that night. And the next day they're just totally wilted and brown and look really bad. (sighs) I spent $50 on those two plants that are Well, I wonder if it's just the flowers themselves. Like you could still plant them. I think so. I think so. I hope so. I don't know. I think you could still try to plant them. They just may, they're not going to flower this year. Yeah. You'd have to wait till probably next year. Yeah. I asked my sister about it and she said that like everything will fall off the leaves and the blooms and stuff. But if everything underneath is still okay, it's worth it. It might be. Try to put it in the ground. So I just took a peek at them yesterday. I had like, I trimmed off some of the dead flowers because it looked really bad. And I was pulling off some of the dead leaves too. And then, at the very bottom, there's some new leaves, like nice fresh green leaves coming okay. up. So I'm hopeful that yeah. it's still alive. That is. That's a good sign. That is yeah. a good sign. Do I put them in the ground? I would. Okay. Absolutely. So that was my low. My poor, beautiful hydrangeas are not beautiful anymore. Yeah. Um, but the high, we found a guy to come cut our trees. Yay! I'm really excited because I've been trying to find somebody to do it for a year. 
<laughs> That's least. insane. I started last year calling places and trying to get somebody to come just give a quote. Mm-hmm. And every time... I either never got calls back. Like and you the, called the place that we used. The place used. that you used. I could never get in touch with anybody so there. Weird. I left them messages. They never called back. One company was going to get back to us. They put us on their waiting list, but they told us it wouldn't be until next March. And that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> they cut down trees? Yeah. I know that when we called, they said we had to be on a waiting list for, like, it wasn't that long, but it was... A little a while. Yeah. yeah. It is insane how... Is that many trees people need cut down? <laughs> I guess. Well, it didn't help either that this spring there was a lot of storms. Mm-hmm. So I think that also messed things up. They were yeah. supposed to come at least give us a quote in March and we never heard anything from them. Mm. But we marked all the trees that we want cut down. At least eventually. We might have to do it in a few phases. The biggest priority, there's two trees right next to the garage that are leaning over the garage and they're like tangled up together. Mm-hmm. Like the trunks are twisted together. And one of them is a walnut tree. So it drops oh. walnuts everywhere and it's a huge mess all over the cars, mm-hmm. all over the driveway. So those are the worst. But the, in order to get to those, they're literally at the back. The whole like driveway goes up to the garage and they're the last one in a row of 12 other trees. That we need to get cut down. Technically technically 10. Because there's 12 trees total with those two. So there's 10 other trees in front of them. And like packed in every couple feet. So you have to get rid of all those trees? Yes. And the craziest thing, people, is that Emily lives in the center city of (laughs) Oneonto. And you have this many trees you need to get rid of. And that's only on one side of the house. There's a whole other row on the other side of the house that we're not even going to worry about at this point. But these trees are more of a problem because they're so close to the driveway and they're so packed in together. And they're close to your house. And they're very close to our house. falls over. Yeah. Yeah. But I was selling my outdoor furniture and the couple that came to pick it up, the guy noticed that all of our trees along the driveway were flagged. Do you have somebody coming to take those down? And I was like, well, we don't. We need them taken down, but we can't get a quote from anybody. And he's like, oh, that's what I do. <laughs> and he turned around and his sweatshirt had like wow. the Tree Pro logo or something on it. And he said, I'll give you a quote right now. So he walked around and looked at the trees and gave us a quote. They bought the furniture. He just gave a verbal quote. And then he said, tomorrow I'll drop off a paper quote. So you and your husband could talk about it and let me know. And then nothing happened the next day. Nothing happened the next day. I didn't get his phone number because he said, I'll get all your info, you know, from Facebook Messenger. Because he had messaged, I messaged with his wife. So I'll just get it from her. But I didn't hear from them and didn't hear from them. And then on Wednesday, I sent her a Facebook message and said, could you pass along my phone number? And so she said she would. I think that I might have sent that on Monday. And then Wednesday, she sent me his number and I called them today. And he is for sure going to come drop it off. Okay, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. He said, I will be there before the end of the week. They just got backed up with some stuff. Yeah. They'll drop off a paper quote and then their insurance information. And then they're going to set a time here. Hopefully before the trees like pop all their leaves out because mm-hmm. when they have all the leaves growing, it's a yeah. lot bigger job to cut them all down. Right. So, so well, I'm hoping it's going to work. I hope so too. <laughs> <sighs> It'll be so nice to have it taken care yeah. of. Yeah. My low is ants. 
Springtime. Mm-hmm. All the creatures want to come inside. <laughs> no, stay outside, please. <laughs> and then having ants all over my windowsills and all on the ground and all, you know, like around the high chair. I clean around the high chair, but they're like, this is a hot spot. I'm going to mm. hang out here for a while. Mm-hmm. But my high is I found an amazing ant killer. <laughs> Ooh. And it's called TiVo. Yes. I wondered if it was going to be that. Yeah. So I saw it recommended by Modern Farmhouse Family on Instagram. And it's safe for kids and around your house. You can use it inside your house because that's the thing. I like didn't want to buy any like nastiness and be spraying it all over the high chair or yeah, around the high right. chair. So I use it and it kills them like instantly. It's fantastic. Now it does have like a little bit of an oil slick to it. So I usually like clean up afterwards. So I use it, kill them and yeah. clean up after. But I really, really like this product. So Good. we'll add a link to it. So. Yeah. I'm still battling the ants. Yeah. But I will win. <laughs> I am <laughs> determined. My mother-in-law swears by that ant trap. She tried, like, all kinds of different ant traps, and that was mm-hmm. the only one that would really, really work. I got the spray. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I, like, literally spray it on the ant pile and <gasps> kills them all. It's oh, fantastic. so that's nice. even different. But I didn't know I had an ant trap, so I will be yeah. adding that to my Amazon <laughs> cart. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always like, when I see the first ant, I yelled around. I'm like, they're coming! <laughs> and then he starts, he does like a spray on the outside of the house and does stuff inside. I don't know what he uses. Mm-hmm. He's he's done all the things like you were saying. I should ask if he does that. I should do my spider spraying. I don't care about ants, but it's the spiders, man. Can't <laughs> deal with the spiders. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's a spider. Hi, how you doing? Well, spray and outside us, and inside. Yeah, with us, because we have an apartment... And we're not living on that side. I constantly have to, like, remind the tenants, like, if you see ants, let us know. We want to come get them. Yeah. <laughs> we want to nip it in the bud before it gets out of control. <laughs> it's not TiVo. Oh, oh no. It's Zivo. <laughs> I said it wrong. <laughs> then what is the one? Oh. My mother-in-law swears by one that starts with a T. The tarot? Tarot! Tarot. That's it. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's not tarot. I've actually tried tarot before. You have, and it didn't work. It did not work. And the liquid inside would Get spill out. all over. And then oh, it was we tried like, that. It was I like didn't maple like that. syrup. It was like yeah. so hard we to tried get that off once. the floor. So it's not tarot. Don't do tarot. Not tarot. Don't do TiVo. <laughs> do Zivo. <laughs> Oh, I should have had this product pulled up before I so talked about Zivo it. So Zevo might not have ant traps. Because <laughs> you were talking about right. tarot. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody has any recommendations in my war against the ants, please DM us. <laughs> yes. All right. So this week I've got two highs again. <laughs> Trust me, I have plenty of lows in my life. <laughs> but I've got some pretty awesome highs that I needed to share before we were done with this season and really I mean I think this one problem I mentioned maybe in first season but everyone drum roll please <laughs> my basement flooding is fixed Yay! <laughs> I'm so relieved so relieved and the funniest thing is it's so crazy how it got fixed it was just my father-in-law and my husband they fixed it hmm. didn't need some fancy plumber <laughs> You know, when you're talking about your trees, I was thinking about our plumber situation, how we called so many plumbers and a lot of them just were backed up and couldn't come, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
It's crazy how all these, like, trade services in the area okay. are, like... If you want to have a booming business, call people back the next day or the same day, you will never run out of business. Yeah. If you are communicating and efficient and actually stick to your word. Like, yeah. Like, you will have no trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think, like, these people are probably... They have so much business already. There's a real shortage of tradespeople. Yeah. I just want to say that I'm so grateful that it's finally fixed. So what was wrong? All right. So this is the thing. We had a plumber that told us what the issue was, but he couldn't do it. So he, and he's actually been a plumber that we've used him quite a bit. I actually really love him. He doesn't really advertise that he's a plumber. So he's kind of available. Although he goes to Florida a lot because he has like a second home or like family down there. So he was going to be in Florida for a long time. And he was like, this is what you need to do. Ryan was telling his dad, his dad is like, He's like the handyman of all handymans. He can do pretty much anything. He's built houses before and he's pretty much self-taught too, which is kind of crazy. But Ryan was telling him, hey, this plumber told me this is how he'd fix it. And Ryan's dad's like, oh, I can do that. Let's do it together. I'll show you how to do it. And so they came and literally did it in one day. It was like, it was a span of like five hours. Oh, (laughs) Kenny, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it's so exciting, but... So many I guess, years. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's kind of like a bummer about it is <laughs> I think I mentioned that the best way to fix it would have been going where the deck was, where we mm-hmm. built the porch. <laughs> so now what happened is they had to like dig this whole hole. I mentioned about that outside of it and then ruin my landscaping. That was annoying. And what happened is they had to just cut the septic line off and they created a new line. But the new line had to run through Ryan's wood shop. So you see this giant white piping going across his, like, where his shelf is. So he says he's going to build something, like, to hide it. But it is pretty large. (laughs) And that's annoying. However, we fixed it without needing to ruin the porch. So So it was the septic. Yes. Wow. (laughs) I'm so glad you have it fixed, Kimmy. It was what a relief. Yeah, it was actually a mixture of the septic and groundwater because Mm. there was like a crack in the, because of the septic had pushed so much onto the foundation that it like cracked. So we would notice more. That's why it was so confusing because we were like, we would have problems when it wasn't raining, but then we would have problems when it was raining, and it was because the problem was both things. So Mm. it was very strange. But that is fixed. The other high is I finally got my fence and it is just a dream. It's jaw dropping. I drove in tonight and I was like, oh my word, this yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> we both had the same reaction yeah. driving up. I Our love jaws you girls. Were you girls dropped. are so sweet. It was so pretty. Because we've had other people over and they didn't mention one word about it. I was like, did they just not notice? <laughs> but really, guys, like the best part is like, I can just have Jude run, and I don't have to look where he is. I don't have to be worried that, you know, the road that we live on, they drive like 60 miles per hour. Hmm. And, you know, Jude has many times wanted to go out that way. <laughs> and then there's a cliff on the other side. So it's like that goes into a highway. So I just like now I can just sit and he can just play and I can just be free. But it also just feels like, Brie, you mentioned, it feels finished. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it makes her outside... Even though the outside is really not finished. But it makes it just feel like, I don't know, your, what's the word? Your apartment has this overhang and the fence comes up to it and it helps define, like, this is our space and this is the apartment space rather yeah. than just being like, where does it end? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And yeah. I think even with the gate 
too. It helps because your garage is first. It helps draw your eye over to where the front door actually is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and we have like seven doors on our house, like outside doors. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and it, now it's way easier to tell people like just go through the gate and then you'll see our door. Yes. That's where you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. So that's really cool. And I have to say that the people that did the fence, they did it in t- like it was two, maybe three days. It was a lot of fence that they had to put up, mm. and it was just two. It was a husband and wife team, Aww. and it was just the two of them. And they worked so hard, and I was just so impressed with them. They were so sweet. They actually, a couple times, they had their little girl. They have a, she's almost two. Um, They had her with them because they couldn't find babysitting, which I felt so bad. So she was playing with Jude outside, and I was, like, you know, watching her while they were working, which I didn't mind because I was watching Jude anyways. But they, like, really loved, he started calling her a nickname, and, like, (laughs) it was just really cute. So I really love them, and I was like, we found them out through Lowe's, and I guess Lowe's now contracts out. And this was the deal, the problem we had last year was they weren't contracting out, but I guess the workers weren't, like, doing a good job. So Mm -hmm. then they were like, okay, now we're going to contract out and just, like, be a middleman and not be doing the actual work. Mm -hmm. And so this company that they brought, I asked the company, I was like, so... Like, next time, because we're going to be doing more fence in the back eventually. And I was like, so can I talk to you directly next time and, like, forget about Lowe's? <laughs> and they're like, well, we don't, you, they, we're not supposed to tell people, but you guys are great. And <laughs> and if you look them up, it's just they were in Cobble scale, and so we didn't, like, search that area. So, like, we mm. could find them. If anyone's looking in this area for a fence, they do, like, a lot of things, but... They did a phenomenal job. They were quick. I guess they ordered parts. Like, Lowe's has them order the parts. And I guess they had forgotten one part. So they actually ended up driving to Albany, to the Lowe's in Albany, like, one of the nights. And they were there, like, 8.30 to, like, 6 every day. (laughs) And then they drove to Albany to get the part, to bring it back so they could have it to finish it. Wow. I was just, like... They didn't have to do that. They could have said, yeah. you know, we screwed this up. We'll get to it in a couple weeks or something. But they did it. Like, it was with their little girl. <laughs> like, mm. it was really great. So, definite high, and I definitely recommend them. And if you want to know, send me a DM, and I will give you their phone number and their <laughs> their business card. <laughs> and now we're going to take a break. So with that, now we can talk about something I'm really excited to talk about is how to spruce up the exterior of the house and make it have a curbside appeal that's, like you girls said, (laughs) (laughs) jaw-dropping. Yeah, I'm desperately in need of help in this area. I think I mentioned at some point in a past episode that one of the railings on our front steps fell off Mm. lately and it just adds to the very disheveled, very sad front of our house. And honestly, the back doesn't look very much better right now because we have that play set that we bought from our neighbor's taken apart that I've been sanding back there. So there's just pieces of play set everywhere. I'm really in need of help. So I'm really looking forward to these five tips that we've put together to bring some of your guys' expertise in and help me figure out what to do with my house. 
<laughs> I feel like we're all kind of like mm-hmm. I I wouldn't say we have expertise, but we're we're all in this together, like yeah. just trying to. We're just trying to improve our home a little bit at a time. Yeah, budget friendly mm-hmm. because we all don't. We're not rolling in the dough. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> little bit by little bit. Yeah. Even though we can't do everything like all at once and make it Pinterest worthy or whatever, I feel like it has more meaning when you take your time with it because you're like, oh, I saved up for these beautiful hydrangea bushes or I saved up for this plant I've been wanting. Like I had been wanting a sedum plant and I was just out garage sailing and I found this huge one for $8. Wow. So like you never know hmm. what you're going to find and then it has more meaning. Like that's my $8 sedum. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love that. You're like well, we're proud of it. And also, you know, we've been in this house this winter. It'll be seven years. And we didn't start making the outside look nice till last year or the year before. It, we've lived there for a long time with it in shambles. But I still had people over a lot. And it was still like I have these memories of people over in my <laughs> really awful backyard. And it just kind of looking bad. It doesn't matter, though. But, it, but that's the thing yeah. is it's just like, oh, yeah, they were. we had those fun times together. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter that it was not looking great. And yeah. the grass was awful. Because <laughs> the people are there to see you. And that's mm-hmm. what people remember is they remember you and the experience that they had. They don't remember whether you had a patch of grass missing. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to remember too, compared to what the outside of the house looked like three years ago when we bought it, it has come a long way. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is a really good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing we can say is don't ever judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. I mean, our houses inside are beautiful. (laughs) Just don't look out the outside. (laughs) When I put it on Airbnb, I did not include a picture of the outside. (laughs) Like, it's really nice inside. (laughs) (sighs) I do love this first tip. I just discovered the joys of power washing. And I highly recommend it. Oh, I love power washing. It's the best thing ever. It's so great. (laughs) I really thought about asking Brian for a power washer for Mother's Day. What I asked for Mother's Day? And it just flew out my head. (laughs) (laughs) Where did it go? Come back. Well, it has to do with exterior. Yes, it does. A battery-operated chainsaw. (laughs) Really? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I'll get it or not, but, like, eventually I want one. I like doing things with my own power tools, and I already have the Black & Decker leaf blower and battery-operated weed whacker. And so the same batteries can work with the little chainsaw. So oh, I cool. can just trim like little branches and branches. stuff. Branches. I was asking what I was wondering what you were going to be not hacking using. down my pine trees, but like yeah. little branches that have come down and oh Isn't my that goodness, amazing! That would yeah. be cool because I was trying to get Ryan has this handsaw. I was like trying to get branches off. I'm like I can't do, and then Ryan comes over and he gets it with like one time. I'm like <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> It's fun to have little tools that make the job easier and more fun. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get an extension thing that you hook up to your hose and use that to power wash. Or you can go out and get the actual power washer. Mm-hmm. We just, we borrowed one from Brian's parents. So that's why I don't need to ask for it for Mother's Day. Because they basically said whenever you want it, you can borrow it and you can just keep oh, okay. it in your garage if you want. So, so it's yeah. basically yours. So it's basically ours. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's but awesome. when Brian was gone on his trip, I was so excited to use it. I did have to send him a few texts about how to get it set up because these machines are not very intuitive, <laughs> like with how to hook the hose up to it and stuff and get it going. But once it was going, 
It was great. It makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy. therapeutic. It's so <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've power washed my pavers before and even my outdoor rugs that mm-hmm. I have on my back deck. Oh, yeah. That's a great Especially idea. Especially at the end of the season, but also even during middle because of all the pollen. Mm-hmm. Like that yellow gunk gets like right in there. So just a quick power wash. And mm, when we did idea. The, our neighbor's fence like the backside of it last year. It was so <laughs> wonderful seeing the before and after. It was crazy because we had never done it. Mm. We had never power washed. Like, I think we had power washed our house, but we had never done their fence. <laughs> we had to make sure they weren't home. Because <laughs> oh. it probably sprays through. There's yeah. little, like, uh-huh. s- slats in between them. <laughs> but, man, it looked good. <laughs> That's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Clean slate, power wash, get it all nice and shiny. Yeah. So tip number two is starting with landscaping basics. So with that, we have some sub points of this point number two. The first sub point is establish your type of landscaping style. You don't necessarily need to do this right away. This can be like, oh, this is what I think I'm going to do. But knowing your style can help make it cohesive looking and together. There's different types where you can have like, your landscaping look kind of like wildflower gardeny, mm-hmm. and it's like all mishmash. Mm-hmm. That's the English garden. They call mm-hmm. that as the English garden. That's what I grew up. My mom did that a lot. But my aunt, so it's funny because my aunt now lives with my mom in an apartment above their house, and she's very much one of the other styles is a formal landscape. And you think of like evenly spaced, yes, like. Manicured consideration hedges, yes, boxwood trees. Yeah, berries, she doesn't kind of. Yes, that is exactly what formal is. She's not necessarily that much because she doesn't have hedges that are like that, but she likes symmetry mm-hmm. and she likes things that are evenly spaced, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny to see them because now they garden on the same property, and you oh. could tell like. <laughs> This is my mom's garden. This is my aunt's garden. Like, they're very different. Hmm. And it's cool that there's, like, different styles within the same property. Their property's rather large. But that's something to know, like, if you want something that more looks more organic and just wild and free. Yeah. Or if you want it to look more formal and just symmetrical and more, like, planned out. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, an English, English garden could be planned out as well. But it has a more ethereal look to it. So those are two types. Other types that, I guess a lot of types, but those I think are the like main ways you can do your landscaping. One is oriental, which can be like, think of a lot of like rocks and fountains and like you incorporate a lot of like mm. little streams with yeah. <laughs> koi pond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a more oriental style. And then woodland landscape is... On this article that I read, it says reflecting the natural way that fauna grows in a wooded area. The woodland style has a less manicured appearance than many of the other garden styles. So like with the woodland style, your house might be in a more wooded area. So you have more trees to contend with. Maybe you still do mulch, but you do ferns and plants that can thrive in partial shade or mostly shade mm-hmm. as opposed to a bunch of flowers. So I found a picture of the woodland style. That's what I was exactly and, what I was picturing. Yeah, it's just like a meandering path through the woods, but you have like a bunch of hostas and you have a bunch of ferns and, ferns mm-hmm. and petite florals and things that more grow naturally 
in the woods. Mm-hmm. So, like, right. the black-eyed Susan, the blue bonnets. Yeah. That so, thing. that's where this one was saying that if you want a low-maintenance garden, that's a good way to go to make it just where you don't have mulch showing, really, because mm-hmm. you have a lot of ground covered with ferns and things that you would just see when you're... So, that's the woodland side. Yeah. The other styles that were mentioned were not necessarily the way they look. They were more like, you use plants that you don't have to water so much and they right. were not necessarily talking that about that would be for me <laughs> <laughs> i want low maintenance yeah you flower and you flower last a long time well this was more because it was like eco friendly like you're not using as much water oh. it's a big thing in like arizona and california where you have to do landscaping that requires less water right there's surprisingly a lot of different options for well, plants it's like cactus there mm-hmm. there it is but we could not grow oh, a cactus no, not here <laughs> yeah but there it's a big thing to use plants that are very drought resistant mm. and low maintenance and re- don't require a lot of water a lot of rocks mm-hmm So one thing I think what I'm getting from this is pay attention to where you live and what plants would thrive in your environment. Mm -hmm. So if you live in a wooded area, maybe the woodland style would be good for you. But if you live in the desert, like, you can't be having a fern out there. This really brings it back to Mariah's episode about plants. Like, you need to pick the style that you're willing to put the amount of effort into. Mm -hmm. Because if you want a formal one that's very manicured and very, like, symmetrical and proper and prim and stuff you need to put that time in you're gonna be in the garden like my aunt's in the garden every day pretty much yeah I don't want to be in the garden and if you don't (laughs) if you don't want to that's I think why my mom she's she's in the garden a lot as well but she likes the more wildflower look that she doesn't have to tend to as much Mm -hmm. and it also when you do the more like woodland or the English you don't have as much mulch that you have to pay for <laughs> because you have flowers kind of everywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or weeds to pull up. That's another thing. I think Ooh. that's why my mom also does it is she doesn't have to think about <laughs> all the weeds because if you have it like right now, I have a very sparse landscape because we're going very slowly. I want to fill it in more, but I have a lot of mulch showing. And then I have to make sure that I'm getting all the weeds out that come up through the weed barrier over time, you know, so... But that brings it back to mulch, which is another sub-point. Mulch is a great tool to have if you don't want, like, the English style. If you do want that symmetry and that space, having the mulch to kind of, like, cover your ground in between your plants is a really, really nice look. Mm -hmm. And an easy, pretty affordable way to refresh your gardens. Yes. Without having to do too much work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you really want to do new mulch every year. I know, like, some people want to get away with not. But, like, fresh mulch on top looks so much better than, Mm -hmm. like, the old stuff from last year. But remember, like with Emily, with your gardens, you discovered that you had to dig down because there was too much mulch right. on top. So you had to yep. kind of dig out the ground a little bit and then have your mulch and so it's not like Use mounded. a wheelbarrow, scrape all the old mulch out. Mm. Yeah, because you don't want the mulch to get too deep because then it's actually not good for your plants. Yeah. They'll start growing roots up into the mulch and that's not a good place for their roots to be mm-hmm. because it's not where they're going to get as mm-hmm. many nutrients and, and honestly, stuff. And honestly, that's a tip I need to remember because I've been just adding to it every year. I mean, we only started a couple of years ago, but probably in a few years I'm going to have to start taking it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't get so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I use black mulch because I just love how the contrast, but Brie, you use brown, I believe, because of your pine trees. If just... I use black, it would be brown in a day. 
Yeah. So, and I, my preference is black mulch because I love the contrast. That's one mm-hmm. thing I've really learned about even my interior style is I really gravitate to like more contrasting things, so like lighter walls and darker furniture, or black and white, dark brown and a softer color. <laughs> so I've noticed that, and I would love to reflect that on the outside of my house, but in this instance, it's not the case. Mm-hmm. But that is something. Also, your interior design can also reflect on. Oh the outside. yeah. For sure. And they have black, red, a couple different colors of brown. I think that might be it. And then there's like natural where there's no color. Oh, at right. All. Mm-hmm. Right. Just chipped up trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to do red if my house gets painted blue because I think that would what? be a nice contrast. The blue and the red. Mm. You don't think so? <laughs> you guys do not think so. No. no. I am not a fan uh, of red mulch ever. I would do brown. Anywhere. <laughs> I would do brown. And okay. I wouldn't do black because I think. Black and next to the navy would look kind too of odd. dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. brown. Too... I wouldn't do red. I don't think this is one of our tips because it's not budget friendly. But are you painting your exterior this year? No, because you talked we were about going it. to. But our whole plan was to refinance our house and then take some money out at that time where we had decided this at the beginning of the year, like in January. We knew we could refinance starting in March and we would get a lower interest rate because interest rates were a lot lower. And so, of course, what happened in March? <laughs> yep. Yeah. We literally had a week time frame to do it in. Didn't happen. So no refinancing now. Yeah. So no yeah. painting the house. Well, yeah. I was just wondering about if you were painting because I was. we were thinking of painting this year, but I mm. think we're going to do it next year and maybe even the year after. So anyways, that was a little tangent, but I was just very curious if you, I was going to see a Navy house anytime no. soon. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Back okay, to... so brown mulch. Yeah, brown mulch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what color is your house right now? It's like cream. Okay. It's a little off-white. Yeah. Because you could do black now, but then one, if you're going to do brown eventually, maybe just keep right. sticking to brown. Yeah. Then you have to dig thinking. it all out again. Yeah. 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 This is something I've been thinking about as I'm trying to decide what plants to put in in front now that our front flower beds are basically empty. I do have peonies in there that are coming up and that's good. But I've been thinking about perennials that bloom in different seasons. That way there's always going to be something mm-hmm. blooming in spring, summer, and fall. And then how to mix in the greenery to have something there over winter so it's not just empty and bare. Yeah. I've been trying to figure that out. I know hydrangeas are a perennial. Mm-hmm. So I know I've got those, but beyond yeah. that I haven't. So peonies are early spring. spring. Mm-hmm. And then hydrangeas are usually in the mid to late summer. And okay, they usually last all the way till, like my hydrangeas last all the way till September, October. Okay. That's why I love sedum so much is because it looks so cool coming up. Because it looks like succulents and they just get bigger and bigger and like the whole bush Mm -hmm. is beautiful. The leaves are beautiful. And then you get the blooms that come up and then they're a light pink and then in the fall they turn to a burgundy. It's like the whole Hmm. process of the plant is beautiful. My aunt has a rock garden, which I didn't mention this. She is a master gardener. If I say she listens to our podcast, like she's one of our biggest fans and she listens to it multiple times, which is so sweet. But I'm sorry, Aunt Jeannie, if I say anything wrong, because <laughs> she's a master gardener and she knows what she's doing. I do not. But she has a rock garden and she does all the hens and chicks and the se- she has sedum. I think mm-hmm. I got her the sedum one year for like Mother's Day or something. It is really pretty. And I don't know if you know what a rock garden is, but you kind of have like, it's all ground covering, kind of like succulents. 
Hmm. And then you have like rocks in between. It looks really cool. cool. It's very cool. Hmm. And they're perennials, so they come back. Pictures for the show notes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know what it looks like right now. True. Hey, Aunt Jeannie, we need some pics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But this is really important. When we were landscaping our house, I had initially, I wanted my friend, he owns a garden center in town, and I had him come over and just kind of give me a lowdown. Like, how do you do this? So I can learn from him and then I'll continue it on, but I wanted him to do the initial thing. And he was the one that was a stickler about like, you need to have evergreens mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. landscaping. Every, any patch of landscaping, like you need to have some evergreens there mm-hmm. because in the winter time, it's just going to look so bare yeah. and dead. <laughs> so we have a lot of like junipers that are like low junipers and then boxwoods are a wonderful evergreen wonderful we have something called mugo pine and that is like a small round bush you can get like the cedar like you know your faux ones that you got emily you got for your porch like you can get those types of little trees and stuff there's a lot of options but make sure that you do all seasons are covered in your perennials. Another point is thinking about varying the heights and textures and colors, unless you're like Kimmy and want a moon garden with only white flowers. <laughs> Let me tell you what a moon garden, do you guys know what a moon garden is? No. So when you do all white flowers, like the flowers themselves will soak up the sun. And then when it gets dark at night and the moon's shining, it like glows your whole it garden. Really does. It's a thing. It's a real thing. And they call it a moon garden. So I, of course, want white because I'm also a neutral, crazy person. But I love the idea of this, like, glowing at night and stuff. And I have noticed that some of, like, I have these little, I think they're called balloon flowers. And they're just, like, these white bells. And they were glowing last year. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it was really cool. So that's what a moon garden is. Just like we've talked about designing a room, maybe stick to a few colors. Unless you want the wildflower look. But, like, Emily, if you want more, like, pinks and... I don't know. What other colors would you do? What are you thinking? Well, so I'm thinking I want more the English garden wildflower kind of look. So something that's fairly low maintenance. And especially in the backyard where I have kind of a strip that will be, like, the mm-hmm. garden area in the very back of the yard. I really want that to be more wildflowers and very, like, woodlandy looking because mm-hmm. it is right up against the woods. And then I kind of want that in the front, but a little bit more structured. Some space between the plants, but I'd love to, like, fill it in as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm thinking pinks for sure, white, different shades of pink is kind of what mm-hmm. I've been thinking, too. So things that will kind of pop against yeah. the blue. Mm-hmm. I think you should get the white hydrangeas that turn pink in the fall because it's like this mm. mauvey pink. Yeah. And I have those which the landscape, my friend, I love him. He told me it was going to be white all year long. But then <laughs> in August, I'm like, ah, uh, these are turning pink. But it also depends on your soil because that affects the color. Oh. Yeah, the acidity of the soil affects the color. Yeah, that's a good point. But I guess he did. It was an actual tree that does do that. So I got another one to tie it in, and, you know, yeah. it's just in the fall time. I actually really like the mauve color. That would be really pretty. Yeah, Against that would be. House. Yeah, that would be really pretty. <laughs> what about you, Brie? What's your colors that you... Do you try to stick to any colors, or you just do whatever? Or? So I have rhododendron bushes in the front of my steps. They are not my favorite, and the deer have been chomping on them. Mm. 
a part of me is like, how much do I invest in this front bed? I don't know how long we're going to be in the house. Are we going to be in there five years? Are we going to be like, I just don't know. So I still have those. I'm still debating if I'm going to rip them out or not. Are they the fuchsia or like what color are they? Pink and then like a lavender color on either side Mm. of the steps. I have this one flowering tree that puts out the most incredible smelling blooms. They look like um, a white star almost like with like little pokes on the edges. There's like five or six little points. And then they stay like that for a while and then they open up and it's like so fragrant and it's beautiful. But they only do it on the top of the tree. So it's like I have this arch of greenery and blooms and then everything below it is just brown and like it looks Mm. dead but it's not. It's just on the top. So I I don't know what I'm going to do in my gardens yet. I'm still working it. I had some juniper trees which I transplanted too late in the season like Emily did, and now they're dead. So I have to rip those out. But ideally, I want boxwoods, and I think it's just my soil. It, it hasn't grown at all. It just keeps getting smaller. So I'm like, well, that's, that's now out. Mm. So I kind of need to start from ground zero, okay. but it's not in the budget to do that quite yet. But right. my ideal garden would be hydrangeas, sedum, boxwood, juniper, and then some space for some animals to go in between. Like, I just want something really simple, low maintenance. No and peonies? Maybe you peonies. You have to have peonies. Mm. They're, like, the They're best. so pretty. Yeah, maybe peonies. <laughs> I have to tell a really funny quick story about my peonies because it's just hilarious. It's about this whole color thing. So I bought white peonies, of course. <laughs> and I, I think I told you girls this. This was two years ago. And they were budding. And I was so excited. I'm like, I can't wait to see these white peonies. Like, one day I'm walking into the house and I see a pink one. And I'm like... Did my friend sell me another pink flower? Because <laughs> the whole hydrangea thing had happened. So then I was like gonna like talk to him about it because I was so mad. Well then come to find out, long story short, I found out through a series of events that it was my brother-in-law who went and snipped his peonies that are pink and put the buds in the plant so it looked like it was coming up. And Because he, he had heard my whole pink story about oh the hydrangea. And I, he really fooled me. And I'm so glad that I didn't send a text to my friend who landscapes because I was going to like ream him out. It was really funny. That's a great prank. Yeah. (laughs) Moving on to tip number three. Ways to improve your outside is having removable decor, like wreaths or pots and hanging baskets, even rugs. That's all removable decor. So I love a hanging basket. I had some on my back deck that I like made myself. I got a basket. I bought a specific chain because I wanted a black chain and I didn't want the silver one. (laughs) Went on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And so I put in begonias and then I also put in vinca vine which is a Mm -hmm. beautiful variegated green leaf it's like darker on the center and lighter green on the outside and it trails this thing at the end of the summer was just draping and dripping greenery it was so beautiful with the white begonias in between it I was like oh my word this is you should show us a picture you probably have one from last year that'd be great to see yeah I'll put it in the show notes yeah I just invested in those faux trees Mm -hmm. I told you guys about before my initial plan was to put them outside and they are supposedly really weather resistant and would be fine out there. 
but I really love them on my porch. I am really loving having one on either side of the front door. It just looks really elegant and nice. I used to have two ferns mm-hmm. there. Right. But it would be nice to have the ferns hanging and then just have these two by the front door. Yeah. So. I haven't figured out yet. When we're recording this, it's right before Mother's Day. And you know how all the garden centers have sales. So I need to go and figure out what to do. Because I want two, like, pots of plants I love the, like, more whimsical, like, really tiny Mm -hmm. flowers that, like, are big bushes that come out. Mm -hmm. Like, I was thinking maybe something like that in pots along either side, but I don't know yet. I gotta go look. But it's really a great way to spruce up, like, you know, even people have window boxes. I don't have any window boxes, but I know that's a thing that everyone loves to do. Like, my mom and my aunt are always like, so this year I'm going to do red and yellow. Or, you know, last year it was purple and pink. Or, you know, it's fun. I'm thinking that I might try to do some flowers in pots that I can just put out and then keep alive inside during the winter. Because I would love to grow lavender because I just love lavender Mm -hmm. so much. Good luck. But it's not, I have tried it too. Well, I've tried it outside and it did not last. No, I had a pot. I had a pot of lavender. And it didn't make it? Because lavender, this is a good tip, it's actually a repellent to mosquitoes. Yeah. So I had some pots of lavender because our mosquitoes were insane. I brought it inside and it just died. And I was taking good care of it. I don't know what went wrong. So good luck. If you figure out (laughs) what to do, tell me. I've heard that ranunculus, I'm probably not saying that right. No, that's right. Is it? Okay. It sounds like a Harry Potter spell. (laughs) But um, I I love them so much. I think they're so gorgeous. They're right up there for me next to roses and peonies. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have them, but they don't do well in this zone. I was going to say, I don't see them around here except in flower shops. yeah. Yeah. But you can grow them in pots and then keep them inside during the winter. Marigolds are also natural insect repellents as well. So They're not only insect. I think they're also deer. Like deer don't like they them. They are supposed to be deer resistant. But they're only yellow, right? I think marigold. I mean gold. Marigolds. Yeah. They're like a golden yellow. Mm. I wish they made white marigolds. <laughs> then I would do that. <laughs> I didn't share this. I wanted to share this. I just learned it from my mom and aunt. They keep coming over to my house to grab the pine needles. So, Brie, listen up, because you have lots of pine needles. We have one large pine tree. They keep coming over to grab my red pine needles that dry up. And I was like, so what are you needing these for again? (laughs) And apparently, so when you have hostas, do both of you have hostas? No, but I love love them. Because hostas are wonderful for shaded areas. They have hostas, and apparently slugs love to eat hostas. So in the beginning of the season, they'll look beautiful. But then as the summer goes on, you'll see, like, the leaves start, like, it looks like something's eating them, and it just starts looking really bad. They make slug bait for hostas, but it's really expensive. The other way to do it is taking pine needles, and you put them at the base of the Mm. hostas, and then the slugs don't want to eat them because they're too prickly, so they don't, like... Go on them. But my mom did tell me, she's like, just so you know, they are red. Like, the pine needles are red. You don't want to put mulch over the pine needles because when you put mulch over, then the slugs don't mind going on the mulch. Right. Which is kind of a bummer to me because I don't want red pine needles showing. (laughs) But for them, like, their hostas aren't, like, up close where people would be looking directly at them. They're kind of, like, more in the distance and stuff. 
So it really works for them. I just wanted to share that for anyone who has hostas. If you're noticing that by the like mm. summertime they're starting to look bad, it's probably slugs. And yeah. if you get pine needles, put them at the base of them. Cool. Mm. They do make Kilimanjaro white marigolds. It's oh. like a version of them. <gasps> So Ooh, there you that. go. Well, and part of me is like, now I have a fence. Maybe deer won't come. In. But mm-hmm. my mom's like, deer drop fence. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're not bad. They have yellow centers though. Oh, good night. <laughs> <laughs> they're not bad. Color is okay. <laughs> but I want my moon garden, girls. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought a wreath. So I looked for a bunch of them, and I found one from Target. It's the McGee & Co. wreath. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look very real at all. (laughs) It looks very fake, but it is pretty nice. It's huge, too, so it's nice. Mm -hmm. I I might recommend. You might recommend it? (laughs) Eight out of (laughs) ten. Did you notice mine? Did you look at mine? No, I didn't. I, I wonder if it's similar. Mine's the hearth and hand from Target. Okay. Several years ago. But it's like eucalyptus, which is probably what the look is. This is not eucalyptus. Oh, it's not. No. I'll put a picture okay. in the show notes and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's something else. <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> in the removable decor that we've been talking about, rugs is another way to spruce up your home. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, do you girls, like, change your rugs out per season? Do you get a new one every year? Outdoor this... rugs? Yeah. No. Like, I'm I talking have... about port for your porch or, like, your front door. Oh, like a mat. Yeah, or the rug. You know how you can layer, like, you the can rug. have a little rug and uh, then a mat on top of it? I don't it? have the space to do that. But okay. if I did have the entryway to do that, I would absolutely do that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd like uh, getting a new, like, a mat. Like a greeting mat or something like that, but my outdoor rug, no, I just power wash and yeah, like a you're talking about like your dining table, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. I just got a little rug to layer with my mat from Drift Design. The it's the come as you are, yeah, one. So I have that by the front door, which most people don't come in the front door, so it doesn't get except me when I come over, except for you. But, so I have that one at the front door, and it's on top of a rug that technically was probably a Christmas rug, but I just love it, because it's got this really thick, chunky wool kind of texture, and it's plaid, and it's white, black, and gray, so I yeah. feel like it can, it can stay there all year. Mm-hmm. So I've got that layer on that, and it looks really good. Mm-hmm. So, That's cool. I just got a new one, because I have a black and white one, and it's cheap. They're like three by fives. Mm-hmm. And then you can put, like, your 18-inch by 30-inch doormat on top, mm-hmm. like the core husk. The ones that I paint on. Yeah. They're coconut husks or something, whatever. The scratchy brown ones. Yeah, the scratchy brown ones. You could put those on, like, a 3 by 5 And they're really cheap from Target, so I just got another one to switch it out. Because I feel like just a fresh one yeah. would be good to spruce up. But I wish mm-hmm. I had the space to do it. You girls know my, like, three little cement steps that go into mm-hmm. my house. It's yeah. literally, like, enough for a little brown mat. <laughs> That's about <laughs> as big it is as it is. Do you have an overhang over it? Or does, does do it the stick out? rain elements touch your mat? Well, it depends on where you're entering into my home. I, our front door we do not use because you have to go down the path and it's just we pull right. into the driveway so it's in the garage these three steps are in the garage and that's where I have the mat mm. I'm thinking about okay what about the the steps that you styled the in door. the fall 
that's technically my front door that I don't use. I don't put anything there because I don't use it. Oh, I put okay. a wreath on the front door there. But okay. no rug. But no, no rug. Mat. But there is a little bit of an overhang, so I guess I could, but nobody would see it. Even from the road? you wouldn't... Or just like walking <laughs> into your house, you wouldn't see it? No. And nobody ever uses that door? No. Hmm. Not ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, rugs are a great, like you said, also outdoor dining on your porch or even mm-hmm. like I'm going to be doing a gravel patio. Actually, you girls tell me don't do don't that. Don't do a rug yeah. on the gravel. <laughs> I still want to, though. <laughs> okay. When you get your gravel delivered tomorrow, go take a rug out there and see if your chair shifts around. It's going to. You're I know. You're probably your, right. The, Chair legs just, are just it's gonna, gonna be weird. It's gonna be a sea of gravel though, and I would love to define the space with a rug. It's a yard. <laughs> <laughs> but you girls know what I mean. Yeah. Like I know what you mean, but in your instance, I don't think we're gonna be ever... talking about this later though, talking about zone creating zones. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you don't have a gravel patio and you have like a cement slab, think about a rug. A rug. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This number four, I'm titled Furniture and Fixtures. Adding furniture outside, but then also some ideas for sprucing up fixtures that are there all the time. For example, painting your door. Mm -hmm. And then you had added getting rid of the storm door. Yes, because so honestly, I feel like storm doors were put in in like the 80s and 90s and like Ours never really did anything. Maybe other people have storm doors that do stuff, but it was annoying. Like, it just was another door to have to open and keep open while we're getting groceries. And, like, it just drove me nuts. And it looks ugly Hmm. to have this glass or, like, some of them are, like, plexiglass. You must have, like, two different styles of door mushed together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just, like, you can't style it well. You can't put, you know, a wreath over it. Like, it just doesn't look good. Right. So we got rid of, we just took it right off the hinges and then just painted our, it's an ugly builder grade door. But it was, like, this, what was, like, hunter green? Would Mm -hmm. you call that hunter green? We painted it black and it looks so much better. The power of paint, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so that is a budget-friendly way to just spruce up outside if you haven't. And if you have painted your door before, maybe pick a fun color to just change it up. My mom does mm-hmm. this almost every year. She just changes the color of the door. So really? it'll be mint one year, and this year it is like a dark green. And <laughs> I love it. That's hmm. cool. I really want to paint my back door because the front door is wood, and I do really like that wood yeah. tone. And then... There's the wood door and then a glass door in front of it. That's just very simple with white panes. And then the porch door is just one big glass door. So you can see right through to the wood door inside. Like any of those, I don't think I would really paint. But the back door is available real estate. Read, tell me this whole door situation. Door situation. I know. I was oh, just going to ask so about confusing. that, too. Um, so when you come up the cement steps yeah. where the railing has fallen off, you come up the cement steps to the covered, closed-in porch. So there's a door there. What that does that just, door look like? It is just a big glass door with just a little wood trim Okay. And you can't it. take that off because it's the only door there. It's not a it's storm door. It's the only door. one. Okay. Yeah. So then once you come in through that, then there's a door that is probably a storm door. Yes, that's that, a storm door. This you is what I'm talking about. Take, take that, that off. Take that one off. Yeah, you <clears throat> If you have a beautiful wooden door, you want to showcase it more. Probably. And it's not exposed to the elements because yeah. you already have true, a porch. True, true. 
Yeah. Hmm. Take There's your weekend it I mean, it could definitely help because it swings outward and the porch door also swings outward. So they actually will touch oh. if both doors are open and yeah. close off half the porch. And it's really. Yeah. Annoying. Take it off. Yeah. Like tomorrow. <laughs> Tonight. When you get home. One less door to clean. Yeah. The class. So. <laughs> and take a before and after. Okay. I see that. So what color do you want to paint your back door? Well, navy, pale navy. <laughs> the outside door of the mudroom, I'm not sure. It would probably depend on whatever color we do for the trim of the house. Mm. But the one from the mudroom that goes into the kitchen, I was thinking hail navy for that one. <laughs> Another thing you can change are your outdated lighting and sconces. Like, I need to do this on my outside. I have like this gold octagony orb. <laughs> <laughs> I really need I really need to replace that. So, and yeah. you could do that budget friendly too. You don't yeah. have to spend an arm and a leg for like my glass globes that exactly. I got for my rooms. Yeah. So if you could mm-hmm. do something like that for your outside, I should look into it. If it's yeah. the same style, I could just get another one of those globes. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what I'm doing oh. this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> now you girls need to give me a project. <laughs> <laughs> what podcast episode was it when we looked at all the sconces? For your outside. That was like number two in season one, I think. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty early on. Yeah. And I love my sconces. Those oh, were man. like 60 a piece. That's so that's not, not it's not horrible. It's not the most budget friendly, but not like just buying a globe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it really it made a big transformed difference. the space. Yeah. So, and this is also like everything we're saying, I do want to include that. Think about if you're planning on selling your house anytime soon these kind of little things go a long way so just keep that in mind but also just if you're living there forever just think about little ways you can just spruce it up Mm -hmm. well I mean we've been in our house for three years now and I'm like wow I probably should repaint the living room because you know like little hands and it gets scuffs and marks and I'm like wow I can't believe we've been in the house long enough to be like okay now we need to repaint things it's crazy (laughs) yeah Speaking of painting, another thing you could spruce up is your mailbox. I did this last year, Mm -hmm. and I talked about it on the podcast as well. Just painted it black and got some numbers off of Etsy, and it was like a $40 upgrade, and it looks so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a mailbox. We did not have one. Whoa. On the outside. Our mailbox was actually inside the porch. So you had to open the porch door, and then it was on the wall. It's mounted on the wall on the inside. And the mail people never knew where it was, so they would always just leave the mail all over oh. on the porch and, like, stuff it under the door. So I finally just went out and bought the cheapest mailbox possible so I have something out there. But it's literally just sitting on the top step. And <laughs> okay. So that's going to be a, you need a post thing I it... need to do. I think it needs to be attached to the railing. Why? Because there's nowhere for it to go on the house. No, you go in the, like, can't you go out into the little, in the don't yard? you have a strip before the sidewalk? Like, maybe. where do other people have their mailboxes on your street? Do, does anyone have them out into the yard a little? I don't think so. I don't think that's like an in-city thing. I think you usually have them attached to your house. Oh, because male people walk around. Yeah. They yeah. don't They do not do it by, because mind you, drive by. <laughs> yeah, same with mine. Yeah, everybody else's are, like, on the porch. Okay. Can you attach it to the side of your house? I can't find a good spot. Hmm. Because of, like, where the railings are, where the windows are. Why couldn't you just dig a post in your garden or in the corner of your garden and attach it to that? 
Never thought of that, but that might work. Yeah. A mailbox yeah. on a post. Yeah. Giving you another weekend yeah. project. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Emily. Yeah, she's that going work. with a list of stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> Our next sub point is change your hose out to be a more pretty or neutral. <laughs> this one this is, is a Kimmy suggestion. Extra. <laughs> yeah. Extra. I'm so extra. So last year, I think it was last year for Mother's Day, I asked for a new hose, like a, a new hose box. Holder. Hanger. A, a holder. Real. But also the hose and the nozzle. So what I wanted was. Did you was, get a brass nozzle? I wanted to. <laughs> I looked at them and then Ryan's like, they didn't have the best reviews. Some did, but they were like wicked expensive. So we ended up just getting a black one because I got the black hose that's like, because we used to have this bright green one. Well, we still, if you saw, we have another bright green one that connects to our sprinkler, but that's just because of our lawn situation right now. But the main hose that we use is the, it's like the snake one mm-hmm. where it like shrinks and then it gets really big when you're using it. Okay. Does oh. it actually shrink down like really, really small as it, like when you get it? Because to me, it's like some water's got to be floating around there. It can't shrink oh, no. all the way down. So when, you, when I'm using the hose, I turn the water off and I keep holding it so it drains it all out. Okay. And it's so fun. Like, it's really fun to watch it shrink as you're doing it. Like, the hose just shrivels up. and But it doesn't go all the way. You, and then I okay. still have to wrap it. Okay. But that's a little thing that you can change because we used to have this, like, clunky big thing with this clunky big green. Like, it was, like, orange and green. Like, crazy colors. And it was just sitting on our landscaping. Yeah. And it just looks so bad. So, it was like, I'm going to get a wall-mounted one. A, like, simple black like looks like a rainbow mm-hmm. you know that arch. shape arch mm-hmm. there we go and then just a black hose with a black nozzle and you don't really see it and when we paint our house black you really then won't you really see won't it, see it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another thing you can think about unless you're somebody i don't know where do you guys keep your hoses ours is right by our front door it's like on a gray wheel thingy that's really annoying but it's what we have right now mm-hmm. but i do have a white hose I will say. Mm, okay. It's not bright green. It is white. White is great. Yeah. Did you purposely pick it? I, yes. Like, yeah. Yep. See, I'm not weird. <laughs> we have a black one and I did not pick it for the color. Brian oh. just got it because of the length. Okay. It was really long. Yeah. And he needs a really long one because he likes washing the cars and detailing the cars. So yeah. it's black and it's on a beige kind of hose stand. It's like triangle shaped. Mm-hmm. So it has like a crank. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's wheel, the one I have. And you can wheel the whole thing around if you yeah. need to. And it's just on the side of our house, but toward the back. It's, like, right by the back corner. Mm-hmm. I have, like, the sound of the hose, like, getting wheeled up into the wheel. You know, like, from childhood, you mm-hmm. can just, like, replay a sound. That's like, I can hear now what the hose sounds like getting wheeled <laughs> into my parents' box. <laughs> so maybe you don't want to get rid of it because it's, like, that, that sound when you wheel your hose up. <laughs> Instead of having a wall-mounted one or something, you know? I would love it if mine was in a box, because I feel like that would look a lot better, mm. having it all enclosed. Just, like, this little box. I feel like that would oh, be less of yeah, because they probably... I haven't looked into those. I don't want to do that for mine, but because of where it is. The only thing but I would worry about would be spiders. Oh, yes. That is a guaranteed. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, think about your hose, people. If, can you spruce it up in a budget-friendly way? Another thing you can add are, like, swings. Like, Emily has this mm-hmm. awesome egg swinging thing in her porch, which I mm-hmm. love one so bad. But it's so <laughs> comfortable, too. Lounge chairs and hammocks. 
or sofas or a fire table, a fire pit. There's so many fun things that you can add even on a budget. Like one time my dad got pavers. They were on clearance from Lowe's because they were on the display. So he got like this huge massive mound of pavers. He built a fire pit. He lined it with the pavers. He did the ring and had half of them left over. And then sold the other half of the garage sale for the exact same price oh. that he paid for everything. So the fire pit <laughs> ended up awesome. being free. Wow. Yeah. Well, we did a fire pit last year, and Ryan used pavers that just happened to be at the house. And mm. they were in this, like, in the back of the house, and we weren't going to use them the way they were used. So he pulled them all up, and he's like, I could use these to make a fire pit. So yeah. he, free fire pit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. I bought a fire pit that was on sale at Home Depot for $40, and now I'm throwing it away. Because you're talking about the one that is the metal ones that are in the stands. Yeah, yeah. It's just so shallow that it just freaks me out too much to use it with my kids. (laughs) It rusts really easily too. It's so rusty. Uh We've only had it a year. It's so rusty, and it just I need the fire to be down Mm -hmm. in a hole with high barriers around it. In order to feel comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not going to work. But fire pits are really fun. Mm-hmm. And it is a great idea. Having fun stuff like swings. Like, there's swings that you can have a stand so you can move it around. Yeah. And have your relaxing zone, which we'll talk about next. Mm-hmm. Um, but having some fun furniture out there can make a really big difference, I there's, feel like. There's nothing like having a fire pit on a warm summer night. Where you can hear the peepers and you see the fireflies like floating around. You have good friends around. You've got your drink and your comfy chair. Like there's nothing like that. That just is summer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our last and final fifth tip is activity zones. So this is where we were talking about when I mentioned defining your areas, defining your zones. So you want to just think, I'll throw out some zones. Outdoor dining, grilling, lounging, pool, bonfire pit like we mentioned, a garden, a kid play area. I was telling you girls earlier I'm getting pea gravel and that's a way that we're going to define a zone and it's going to be kind of, it's really because our grass won't grow there. (laughs) So we're putting pea gravel out and that's the smooth small pebbles so you can like walk on them they don't hurt. That way we can kind of make it a lounge area. We're going to do a dining area there and then some play stuff in our like hammock. So, you know, gravel is a really budget friendly thing because if you, and this is a pro tip, do not go to like Lowe's or Home Depot mm-hmm. to buy gravel because I priced that out and they have actually prettier gravel there. Like it's like pretty stones, but that mm. they're like so expensive if you're buying them in the bags. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just go to a place like a sand and gravel type landscaping wholesale wholesale business mm-hmm. is going to be like a fourth of the cost mm-hmm. it's so much less so we're doing like a 25 foot by 38 feet it's rather large, large. and it's going to be about $200 it's not bad that's not no. bad at all and like a a bonfire pit if you have a bonfire pit you could put gravel underneath in a big circle with adirondack chairs mm-hmm. around it that's yeah. a really affordable way to do that so yeah it makes it look put together more than just sparse grass and bare patches mm-hmm. which is what my yard is right now so no judgment <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm hoping to do something like that once we get our place set up because I'm assuming the grass is not going to grow around it very well. So <laughs> it'll I grow think... around the legs. Great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking some pea gravel around yeah. it would be nice. Yeah. That idea. And like landscaping, mulch, pavers, those types of things can also designate zones very well. I've been thinking, like, I just have this really large yard, and I'm thinking, well, if I mulch this corner, like, and then put a little tree there, like, it will just help make moments instead of it just being, like, plain two fences up to each other. Like, you know, just think about ways where you can just spruce it up a little bit more and make it more intentional and not just a lawn Mm -hmm. or, (laughs) you know. And like I said, you can do this on a budget. So mm-hmm. keep your eye out for Clarence Center. Go to reuse centers or even throw up a, a question on Facebook being like, hey, does anybody have any pavers that they're looking to get rid of? Or you never know. Yeah, you yeah. might find somebody that's wanting to do a whole new patio and they want to get rid of all their old pavers. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think with this too, I say that, I feel like I say this every episode, but you want to know how you live too before you start like, you need to think about like logistics and practicality. So if you just put a bonfire in this one spot that you're never, like, actually going to mm-hmm. or you don't like it because it's too close to... I think there's, like, rules, too. Are there rules? Like, you can't have it too oh, close maybe. to a road or... I feel, in, you probably in more, wouldn't like, city. want it too close to your house. You don't want it too close to, like, low-hanging trees. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain things you want to think about. Where are you going to store your firewood? Yeah. Do you want your grill close to the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Your dining area. Right, yeah. You know, when you're bringing the food out. How mm-hmm. far do you want to walk? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's all really good things to think about before you just start saying, oh, that would be pretty there. Well, it, maybe it'll be pretty there, but will you actually use it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing that I was thinking about, Bree and I were talking about this before when she first came over and was looking at the fence. I want to put a lounge area under some trees and I need to make sure because, you know, trees drip a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And initially I was wanting like a sofa situation, like a sectional, but like having all those cushions underneath trees, not a good idea. They're never going to look clean. (laughs) They're never going to look clean. I'm going to have to constantly be cleaning them. Mm -hmm. So you need to think about the logistics of Mm -hmm. it all. What do you guys do in specifically summer-related as far as kid areas, pools, and, like, sprinklers and water play and that kind of stuff? I just have a side room, and it all lives in there, and then I take out what I want to play, and then at the end of the day, it gets put back. Yeah. Side room in your house? So, we have a two-car garage, and on the side of that, we have another room that leads to another room, which leads to a workshop. It's like another extra thousand square feet. So this side room off of the garage has a door. Um, It's like 8 by 14 feet, I would say. And that's where we keep our grill. That's where we keep all the toys, the golf clubs, the bikes, all that. You pull the grill out every every time you use it? No. Yeah. I don't keep it outside. At all? No. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because you don't have an overhang to cover it. Yeah, it would be exposed to the elements and then just another thing in front of my house. But they make covers. Yeah, I do. Or I can just like wheel it into and out of the room because it's ground level. Anyway, Hmm. that's that is where I store it because it's literally ground level. So I just slide it in and out of the room because I don't grill every day. So I don't Mm -hmm. want it in front of my house every day. Oh yeah, it would be in front of your house. Yes, we live like right on the road. Yeah, our pool, which is like just a little plastic pool, I'll fill it up and then once we're done with it, we dump it and then I put that in the side room. 
Now we do have a sandbox and that's like right next to the door on the side and we keep that out all the time. With the, it's like the little turtle one. Like I we just got out. one of those. A our turtle? Na- from our neighbors. Yeah, the same neighbors we bought the playhouse from. They gave us that's their little so turtle sandbox. Oh, Bennett loves it. Yeah, he's in it all I, the time. I had a turtle sandbox for my Barbies. Oh. And it's... <laughs> When I was little, and I never had one growing up, and I've, it's been one of those things. It's like the Barbie Jeep. Like, you never had one. Or, like, the My Size Barbies. I always wanted one of A those. My when you Size were, Barbies? When you were little, they were, like, the three-foot My Size Barbies. And so oh, I kind of remember those. I wanted one because I was like, I want a My Size Barbie, and my one of my friends did, so I just lived vicariously through her. <laughs> but she also had a turtle sandbox. I, don't, I wonder if she had a Barbie Jeep. But anyways... <laughs> Turtles, yeah, like, that's so nostalgic, I yes. feel. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're classic. But one thing, so I have um one of those fancy pools that are kind of can be for adults or kids. They're mm. like the blow-up ones. The brand is Miley, M-Y-L-L-E, I believe. And it's like, you know, little influencers have, have them. So I had to get one. <laughs> but I like it because it's, like, neutral colored. I got a green with speckles on it. So then you also don't see the grass but Bree and I were just talking about this because I had seen an influencer put it on gravel but she had a large gather mat underneath it mm-hmm. like a circle gather mat so I think I'm gonna try to get one of those put it on the gravel and like kind of make a pool area yeah you I could don't do know an how. outdoor rug what you could do an outdoor rug on my gravel for the pool <laughs> Specifically for the pool. You just like, I was like, what? What are you saying? Are you changing your mind? Well, it's temporary. <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't know. We have a playhouse also. So I'm trying to figure it out. I don't really yeah. have tips about it because I haven't figured it out yet. I love gather mats. They are so nice. Mm-hmm. I have a big circle one that I keep in the van so I can have like a picnic area or just like a they clean are. place to put mm-hmm. things. <laughs> they yeah. really are so nice. And the cheap Amazon knockoffs are not as good because <laughs> I bought one and it was awful. We did talk a little bit about mosquitoes, but I think this kind of ties in with your activity zones. Yes. This is the primary reason I don't, like, I don't hate summer, but I don't enjoy it very I'm much. I'm so with you. Because so mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. I hate mosquitoes. And you live... Uh, near a bunch of trees. I do too. We mm-hmm. have a bunch of trees. And that's where I want the lounge areas where all these trees are. Yeah. That's part of why I didn't enjoy our fire pit very much. Other than my anxiety about the fire and children. But the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. So last year Ryan like put on Facebook like, what's your best mosquito? Like tips on how to get rid of mosquitoes. And my friend who does the landscape, he has the garden center. He actually like dropped off a ton of stuff on our porch just just for free. Aww. It was so sweet. There was one thing that you stick in a tree and it's supposed to like, apparently like mosquitoes won't be in any range. I don't know if it totally worked because it was like end of summer when we got it. So mm. we didn't fully get to experience it. That was one thing. There's this like stuff that you can spread around. Like it's almost like looks like pebbles or something. Oh, really? I think, yeah, I don't know if you put it in grass or what, or but that box. was something. Yeah. Lavender citronella plants, which Ooh. actually are plants. I didn't know that. I thought they were just <laughs> candles. But, like, citronella candles are come from the plants. The plant. Okay. So a lot of people, what we had looked on is in your little areas, like outdoor dining or lounging or whatever, you have these plants kind of. And in I did notice, like, yeah, I'd have them in pots. And I did notice when I was near them, I wouldn't have mosquitoes. Ooh. So... 
There are definitely things that you can do. Yeah. And standing water is the worst. Mm-hmm. So, like, our pool thing, we're going to have to make sure we're dumping it out every time. Mm-hmm. You Like you said, you mm-hmm. dump it out because when you have standing water, forget about it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Five tips to get your house and your outside summer ready. We hope you guys enjoyed all these tips and let us know if you try some. All right, so we're back now and we have a listener question that we wanted to read to everyone and you can look on our website with our show notes and we'll also share on our Instagram the pictures so you can really see what we're talking about. So this is from Naomi, and she sent us an email, and it says, Hello, I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And I'm hoping you guys can help me out with a decision. We are one week away from moving into a new home we built, and there have been approximately 5 billion decisions along the way, (laughs) I'm sure. One of them is needing stools for the island. This is a kitchen island. I probably looked at 1,000 stools on Wayfair and Amazon before zeroing in on these. Have we all been there? Yes. (laughs) But I cannot decide whether to go gray bottom or black bottom. I know I want the beige wood top. I feel like the gray would match in with the hood, which I've seen in a lot of kitchen designs. But the black would maybe ground the space. Help, please. I included photos of the kitchen and then the two still variations. This first picture, I'll show you girls. You've already seen it, but I'll show you again. This is their island right oh, now. Beautiful. Oh, the cabinets go all the way to the sea. Beautiful. So do you, one of you want to describe it? Mm, it's a white, white kitchen, kitchen with a very gorgeous, beautiful, big island with beautiful trim. And she has two pendants that come down over the island that are brass Mint. and blue. Yeah, oh, kind of like, aqua. Yeah, yeah, more like a robin's egg blue, I guess. Yes, robin's egg yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful cabinetry. Shaker style cabinets. Mm-hmm. So this is... Herringbone white tile behind the oven. Yeah. It's a huge island. That is so nice. With You already said the sink is in the middle of the island. Did you say that? No, I don't think so. so. Yeah, the sink is... Like, you're standing at the sink, you're looking out, and that's where people can sit, where the stools mm-hmm. would be. She sent us two pictures... One is... Do you want to describe it, Emily? Glossy gray metal beige wood flamoy swivel solid wood bar and counter stools. <laughs> you just read the title. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but they have a... They're circular stools, four legs, and they have a simple wood circular top. Yeah. The so color th- of the top, it kind of looks like reclaimed wood. Mm-hmm. Like right. that. Farmhouse style. Medium brown. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, so that's so either silver or and then gray this is the, on the other one or black. Yeah. Oh, I love the black. Me too. I think that would be my vote because of the again the contrast. I think the the gray would blend in too much, and I love the look of the black. I think it would, like she said, ground the space because mm-hmm. every room needs a little bit of black. Yeah, my first thought was black as well, and I don't. I am with you. I usually like contrast, so I think I'd say that. You can't go wrong with these two choices, but I would do black because she has black hardware. So mm-hmm. it also like connects to that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong. No. Right. I debated between the two and I can really see a case for either. So mm-hmm. I had kind of landed on the side of the gray or silver because the oven hood, the faucet, the oven, and I think there might be some silver in the in the 
lights. Yeah. Too. So I thought it would kind of tie in with all of the other finishes going on. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think matching the cabinetry, the hardware, would look really good. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends if she wants more contrast or if she wants her stools to blend in more. Yeah. Right. And there's no wrong answer. Mm-mm. Yeah. I do wonder, though, if the black is more timeless. Really? Yeah. Than a silver or, or gray. If it's huh. more timeless and I wouldn't can use have thought it, that. It can go more industrial, it could go more modern farmhouse, mm-hmm. it could go more traditional if you really want it to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I was really on the silver side, but maybe, I'm, maybe now I'm on the <laughs> going with the black one. Yeah. Yeah. My vote is black, but both are great. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what you choose. Yeah. So my pillow talk this week, last year I had a old metal table. It was kind of rusty in some spots, but I didn't want to buy a whole new one. So I took car spray paint that's meant to like seal and rust. And I spray painted the whole thing with that and it was black. And that was the key. I wanted it black intentionally. And then I went over it with a Rust-Oleum gloss protective enamel spray. And that was white. So then you could make sure you're covering everything. But it just locks in the rust because I just had like a few patches on the metal. So I just did that, sealed it all up, spray painted it. And for like $25, $30, I had a brand new looking table. Nice. So if anybody Mm. has metal tables or chairs out there, this is a very affordable solution to like lock it in. And I specifically wanted like the high gloss because then it's easily cleanable and it has, it's just... Yeah. Now, really if good. you wanted black, could you just do the first part and not do the second? It wouldn't be as glossy. I don't know. I didn't stop there, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> because I want, I think we have a dining set. There's no rust on it, but I don't love the color of it, mm-hmm. and I would love black. I'm sure they make black. Like but the black I, and enamel spray mm-hmm. paint. But yeah. do I need to do both, or can I just do the Rust-Oleum one? Because I don't have rust. If you don't oh. have rust, then you might not have to do that. Right. But, like, this acted like a, a primer, which we talked about last yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it just gave me a knowing, this isn't going to leak through my white paint mm. with the, with priming it. I see what you're saying. hmm And it's held up well, no, like, scratch it, like, the white has held it's up well. It's locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can't get more durable than car primer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was right with all the other spray paint, too. And then I also got the one with the turbo spray. So you had a really wide swath of spray paint coming out. So I was able to spray paint a lot quicker than just like this. Yeah. Instead of four inches, it was like 10 inches. So you could just royally. Did you need more than one can? Mm hmm. Yeah. I needed two cans of the white and then I think one can of the primer. And did you do two coats of the white? Mm-hmm. I layered it up. That's great. Yeah. And did you do chairs? Or is it just a table? <laughs> I didn't do my chairs. The chairs are fine, and they're in part of my yard, which I don't use around our fire pit, surprisingly enough. But it's there's a lot of mosquitoes, <laughs> like we talked about down there. It's just not where we hang out. If we want to have a fire, we go over to my parents' Wait, fire pit. but where do you sit at when you're sitting at this table? So I have plastic chairs. This is on my okay. back deck. So yeah. I have my ah. table that I did and then just like plastic chairs around it that are white. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And do you have a rug? I do have a rug. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's on a deck and yeah. not stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing we didn't mention, I feel like I need to just throw this in here. 
a really fun way to spruce up the backyard, especially for nighttime, is lights. lights. <gasps> yes, I do have those on my back deck, and yeah, I love that's why I just them. thought of it. Oh, and yeah. we bought some to string across. Well, and what I have and what you have, Brie, is the globes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And those look so good outside. Mm-hmm. Over, over the dining or the lounge or the even the fire pit, you know. I have it in a square around my whole deck. Right. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next. Find us on Instagram at dwellingplacepod. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Every single review is so appreciated and helps more people find us. Visit the show notes for the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. We'll see you in two weeks right here at The Dwelling Place.